0: You've made it to Not Billable, the Law Trades podcast that brings you bite-sized legal and business news updates, full event replays, and conversations with legal pros about what's going on behind the scenes every week. Stop the clock, put the timesheet down, it's time to get started.
1: Hey everybody, I'm Oren Pellick from Law Trades, joined as always by Matt Margolis. Matt, you still living the dream out there?
0: Did you really just, did you you take it from me? (laughs) I want to know if you're living the dream. First off, Oren, you know I'm living the dream. Second, of course, respect. That was a power move and I respect you for it. <laughs>
1: every, no, no, no. All I know is that every time we talk, you're living the dream. And I just want to make sure that's continuing. If not, we need to send help. Thanks, man. I, I am. No. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> let's get into uh, to what we're talking about this week. So this week, we're talking about uh, a new round of complaints for Elon Musk. So get that bell ready. Uh, we're talking about California's governor and he's going toe to toe with Texas in a pretty... Uh, Pretty hardball move there, and Germany is upping its natural gas game. The the German government, that is. And then some smaller stories we're talking about. We're talking about uh, work from home in these new luxury developments in New York. A interesting story. I know you have some insight on this with uh, like fingerprinting or a bar exam. Oh yeah. And then mm-hmm. finally, we're gonna we're gonna dip our toes into which big law firms are are kind of helping out in the post row travel benefits sphere. So let's start with that, that first story, which is Elon Musk. Go ahead and ring. Can I do it? (laughs) It looks like he has a new workplace. What is this? The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Yep. Oh yeah. So
0: yeah, for some context, the EEOC is the federal level where you lodge your employment related claims. State level, you may have like an office of civil rights or something very similar. And then even locally, like in Florida, for example, like you can lodge complaints. And they will get heard by like the Broward County Equal Opportunity. You know, the, there's, a, there's actually, I'm going to butcher it, whatever that agency is called.
1: Is that under OSHA? Is that part of the Department of Commerce? Is that?
0: Department of Labor.
1: Department of Labor. Got it. Got it. So this new complaint, so from the federal level, and we'll get to in a second that this is not the first complaint, is for systemic race discrimination, hostile work environment and pay equity at the Tesla mm. factory, I believe there in Fremont, which is up in the Bay Area. Yeah. Now, this, these, these claims are kind of echoing what happened, I believe, last year under the California version of that agency, who made similar allegations. And it seems like workers, especially black workers, were calling it, quote, the slave ship and the plantation, as in things were so bad racially Damn. there that that's what they were referring to it as. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's not pretty. It's not no. pretty at all. So he is facing some serious charges on so, civil rights matters.
0: Oh, yeah. So what will happen is, is there will be an investigator of some kind, and then everyone will be able to present their sides, and then they'll make some sort of determination based on the investigation. And then from there, it, you may see a civil suit filed. That's what happens. You, you, you take up an EEO. You have to. You have to file it. So let me backtrack a second. There are certain kinds of litigation that you have to exhaust administrative remedies, Right. Like, the government has given you this outlay. Handle this this way first through this mechanism, then we'll let you go into the courts. So this will this is not the end of this, depending on, you know, right. Granted, right, an investor might say it's meritless, but it'll still in one way, shape, or form, we will see this in court, I imagine.
1: Now, if I am Tesla or if I'm Elon Musk and I'm facing both a state level and a federal level charges on this, does that complicate? Like, how does that change my strategy?
0: So that's interesting. So I so I don't know who's lodging what complaint. If it's the same complaint and it's the same folks,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's interesting. And I'm not going to go into the weeds, but I would I, I'd imagine there's the issue you have is you have parallel claims being litigated at the same time. So I tend to think that's not the case. I'm assuming it's different folks are filing an, uh, right. filed a charge with the EEOC and then other groups of people filed it in state court. But if you have both running parallel, you're. I mean, if you're their attorneys, or employment attorneys, you're watching it like a hawk. Whenever you know, either, um, unless yeah. you're doing both, which obviously you're doing right. both, but yeah, because again, it one, it's not like you could just end a lawsuit because the state level lawsuit, yeah, you were found to have you know committed these issues, but it's not helpful.
1: <laughs> it's certainly not helpful. No, <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. And uh, these are some pretty wild and outlandish charges. Uh, mm-hmm. not, not that they're false. I'm saying of that course. if this is going on, this is insane. Of course. And so We
0: don't know. We're not the arbiters of fact here. Right, so.
1: Right, be right. so he's got this. He's got that whole mess with Twitter, which I'm sure we will talk about at some point again in the future. And he's, he's facing a lot of litigation for some, some interesting things right now.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Speaking of cases, this is uh, someone who lives in California. My governor out here, Governor, uh, governor Gavin Newsom going toe for toe with texas and he basically back in december called out texas for their sb8 which is their infamous you know vigilante bounty hunter anti-abortion bill and said well if you're going to do that we're going to do that with guns and he signed it on friday he basically took the the blueprint that texas set up took out abortion put in gun control and uh now california is going to vigilante anybody who has a ghost gun or anything like that
0: i am shocked this is the first instance of this. I am <laughs> shocked that someone hasn't done this sooner. It's fascinating. And why I think it's fascinating is because I think everyone wonders, someone's going to challenge it. Mm-hmm. It's going to make its way to the Supreme Court inevitably. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What does the Supreme Court do? Does the Supreme Court no. say, look, we, no one, we don't really, anyone has any jurisdiction here because this is private citizen enforcement? Mm-hmm. That, is that what they're going to say? What, are they, what position will they take here? And do they take an adverse position to their position with the uh, Texas bill?
1: And nullify it, yeah.
0: Maybe because this, yeah, listen, maybe they do. Maybe they take a different position because they're like, oh, the Second Amendment is implicated here. But it would be, I would say it'd be a stretch, but we've seen other opinions by the court. Yeah. So...
1: Yeah, but but for him to to hold SCOTUS to the fire like this and say, "Listen, if this is what you're going to do, then I'm going to use it against." I think it's against you, basically. Listen,
0: I don't care what your politics is. Tactically, I think it's brilliant.
1: Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I've kind of put in. We, we have here in the newsletter a bit of a contextualization of what Newsom is doing. He's been writing ads in Florida and Texas. It's I don't not, know if you've seen them out there yeah, in Florida. Yeah? Come over to California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's really going. You know, he's he's kind of like. Making himself this kind of Rambo for the left and really so going funny. after the GOP with their their policies, which is funny so, because
0: the beauty of it is in Florida. Like you know that DeSantis has been like drilling, like all these folks from California yeah. are coming over to Florida, mm-hmm. and now Gavin's like, "If you guys want to come over here, be our guest." So I
1: uh, be our guest, yeah. be our guest. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. Well, let's go abroad for a second here. Uh, another big story is, uh, you know, Russia is supplying something like 55% yeah. of natural gas to, to Germany, which is you know the EU's biggest economy. And they're about to start cutting it off. I think starting Wednesday, they're going to only supply 20% of capacity through their, their Nord Stream yeah. 2, which supplies gas. So now Germany is in full blown crisis mode, preparing for winter, preparing for a shortage of gas. And they just had to bail out their largest uh, natural yeah. gas company, which is a company called Uniper. So that is... So, there's a big deal going on over yeah, there. It's chaos.
0: I, I, again, tactically, mm-hmm. this was Russia's been waiting. <laughs> just that's it. Yeah. I I don't know the logical conclusion here. Russia's just engaging in another chaos, which, at the stake of its own country, right? I mean, it's, it's going to yeah. stop production of. I mean, I guess I have to take a look and see where they do provide oil to or natural gas. I'm sorry.
1: My understanding, not to cut you off, but my understanding is that oh, Russia. Sure makes way more off of oil. And natural gas doesn't have that much of an effect on the budget. So that's why they can do this. Interesting. Moreover, my understanding is that Putin's thought here is, I'm going to splinter the EU, which has been unified by my invasion of Ukraine. I'm going to splinter popular opinion yeah. by cutting off gas and just, you know, having a complete chaotic winter and see what happens. Just a classic,
0: classic Putin. <laughs> just create, create and so yeah. chaos. I don't have much of an opinion here. I think everyone probably has the same opinion. This sucks, plain and simple. So we will see. But I guess Germany has to get creative in in where they're getting their energy Mm -hmm. because they're going to have a a population that's going to say, I don't give a crap about this. I don't care about politics. I am cold and my children
1: are cold. Yep. So So, we'll see. It's going to be a wild winter. All right. Well, some of the smaller stories we're covering this week. Uh, Here's an interesting one. Luxury developers in New York are now starting to integrate basically work from home into their buildings. And just like mm-hmm. you'd have a pool, a gym, or whatever, they're offering now co working spaces in their new developments.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so cool. I mean, like, look, like I work from home. Uh, if you're watching this, like my I mean my you likely do too. Know, yeah. You too. Yeah, yeah, right. And I think that's oh my gosh. I'm so jealous. That's fantastic.
1: Let's hope it spreads down to Florida and California soon enough. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, yeah. Speaking of fingers, a man in Indiana was, <laughs> was restricted really from, taking, from taking the bar exam out there because he failed his fingerprint test. But This is so ridiculous. You have kind of an update on this, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I'm a, uh, a bit of a Twitter fanatic, like most, and law Twitter had featured this gentleman. This gentleman had posted about it saying, I'm not being able to take the bar exam in a certain... He didn't say Indiana initially, then he, I think he said it later. Because of this insufficient ridges, which probably like when you put your finger on the fingerprint, you have to roll it. Maybe that's what happened. But initially, the bar was like, you're not doing this. Apparently, as this is coming from this gentleman, you're not you're not taking the test, mm-hmm. which I would imagine any other bar exam. And I have faith in Florida, for where I'm from, that they would say you take the bar and then you handle this like your character in
1: fitness. You just handle it later. Yeah. No, <laughs> not in Indiana.
0: And, and I tell you, there is a string of. Ridiculous uh, things, I guess. Ridiculous restrictions and, and stories from bar examiners, not bar associations, from bar examiners, which is a different group. Like Virginia is a great example. Virginia makes you take like the bar in a full suit and tie. And really, I've heard. I, oh yeah, and and they like post on their website about it like proudly. Oh. And then there's other bar association or bar examiners. I'm sorry, that like. Won't let you take things into the bar that are needed. I've heard stories of like folks with like medical devices that had to had to bring them in. You know, wow. like maybe it's like an insulin pump, and if they didn't yeah. get that information to them in time, in time, and then they're having issues bringing in their medical devices. So, mm. long and short is this is this follows a string of nonsense stories that everyone on the internet is familiar with, and this created such an uproar online. It was so viral that I don't know. So ultimately, he is able to take the bar. I don't know how they reached that, conc- like that, that result. I tend to think we bullied the Bar Association into that, I hope. <laughs> See, bullying works in limited circumstances, people, <laughs> if you're listening. You bully the bad guy.
1: I'm going to break the news here and say that you know, LawTrade's Twitter account was so powerful. It's such a great account, thanks to Matt Margolis here, that we saved this man.
0: Bully the bad guy. Remember, that. bully the that's our new slogan. to hear first. That's our new yeah, slogan they, for law <laughs> trades. That's the not billable slogan is, is, is bully the bad guy. guy. <laughs> but good for that guy. He awesome. hope he passes.
1: Yeah, exactly. I hope he passes. Cool. Last story here is uh, Above the Law has a new list up on their website, which is showing which big law firms are now covering travel expenses for employees who want to have an abortion, mm-hmm. but live in a state where it is banned. So there's no, there's no firm that says no but many are unknown yep. and several are actually I guess.
0: So there's, I'll I'll, tell, I'll add to this story very quickly. And Sidley is a firm, it's a big law firm. And I, there's, I'm sorry, they're in Texas and the Texas Freedom Caucus, which is just some conservative caucus, I guess, hmm. had sent some like really nasty letter to them and saying like, you're advertising that you're going to pay folks to leave Texas to get an abortion somewhere. This is potentially illegal, and it will be illegal because we're going to put all this new legislation in place targeting wow. law firms that do this. I think wow. they were specific to it. And Cynthia's wow. like, "All right, right, we're a <laughs> we're, we're, we're a big law law firm. <laughs> you, you misunderstand. Yeah. We are the lawmakers. <laughs> we are the attorneys.
1: That is insane. But anyways, I I, I did insane. see
0: that. So good on the law firms that are offering these services.
1: Absolutely." And
0: it's the best we can do with the crappy
1: situation we're all in. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, on that note, thank you as always for joining me, Matt. Pleasure. And uh, for walking through these. See you guys next week. See you next week.
0: Hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out also on LinkedIn and Twitter to keep up to speed with what we're doing. Catch you on the next one.